0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. Today I have Lisa Amador. She is a certified matchmaker, dating coach, speaker, best selling co author, and founder of Amador Matchmaking, a discreet, upscale boutique matchmaking company for successful committed-minded singles. Lisa works with matchmaking clients in person and coaching clients in person or via the internet. Her focus is in Central and Southern California. However, she collaborates with matchmakers nationwide to create loving couples. Her mission is to connect and foster self-love, confidence, and excitement in those who desire to be in loving relationships. And fun fact about Lisa, she co-owns two restaurants with her husband, Michael, and they met on Match.com in 2012 and recently celebrated their eighth wedding anniversary. So they have an amazing blended family, grandchildren, and all that good stuff. And I'll put all of her information in the show notes. For people who want to get in touch with Lisa. So Lisa, welcome
1: to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so great, Mae. Thank you for having me here.
0: Yes, yes. I know you're in Santa Barbara. I'm in Colorado. And I know the weather is totally different for us right now. You're you're dealing with rain and stuff like that. And I have friends in LA that lost their power. And so I'm sure it's kind of crazy. How are you doing in the weather?
1: I'm doing great. I actually turned off my phone because I just got an emergency alert that there's an evacuation. (laughs) Oh boy, okay. I'm luckily not in the burn area, Um, so I did have to evacuate for the fires but not for the slides, so. (laughs) Wow,
0: okay, okay. Well, we'll get started here today. Um, Today we're going to talk about some of the books that have impacted us as matchmakers and how we Go about serving our clients and which ones particularly stuck out in your mind um, from the previous years that you've been a matchmaker. So what are some books that have impacted
1: you that you want the readers to hopefully pick up? Okay. Well, we're going to spend some time on my all-time favorite, Attached. So I'll, I'll leave that for uh, a little bit later, but I love that book. But some of my other books i've loved the five love languages um that's been a really treasured item to share with people because it's it's pretty simple um it's a very general about that there are five love languages that we uh, there's one or two that are very impactful for us in a relationship and how important it is to receive love in the way that we need it to be to receive it and give it in the way our partners need it. So I've enjoyed the five love languages and sharing that with my clients, of course, a colleague of ours, Michelle Jacoby has an amazing book out there. And I'm, I'm so glad you have your copy there, because this is this is a book that I absolutely share with my coaching clients because um basically everything she has in that book is what i i teach uh, that would be a, a a good one to put on your list uh, for michelle Jacoby's book um I waste time on the
0: wrong man again by michelle Jacoby, and we'll put all this in the show notes but go ahead
1: it's so real what i love about hers is it's very practical advice and you know you just get it and once you read it you you realize some of the mistakes that you might have been making or think patterns that you have things that you maybe should be focusing on and you're not doing just a shift in mindset and attitude and how to show up uh i love how it's all laid out in her book so that's a great one good good
0: anything else any other books oh what what are you reading now
1: uh oh so the we just met at, at our um matchmaking conference there was a speaker there mimi mimi uh Winsberg. and i love i'm reading her book speaking in thoughts and it's really fun i'm halfway through so i can't give you a full rundown on it but it's it's she is a psychiatrist and she is the the book is focusing on how people text and what it means and how to spot red flags in people's texting. So it's very interesting. And I, I think that's a good one for people to read. And and I actually have a funny story about texting with my husband when we oh. first met. Go ahead. Tell me the story. Well, you know, I'm not a texter. Um, I've gotten better over the years, but I you know, came from I was married for 20 years. And then when I got divorced and I started dating, I didn't want people texting me. I wanted people picking up the phone and calling me. So it's a little different now. I know people don't like, if you get a phone call, people think you're weird or something, (laughs) at least for the younger generation. Uh, But for, we're talking my age, I would prefer that somebody, send me a text if it's like confirming something, I'm gonna be late, um, something I need to know, it's a quick back and forth, but if you're gonna tell me about your day and want some support and feedback, Pick up the phone.
0: (laughs) I agree. I agree. So what happened between (laughs) you and Michael when you were dating?
1: Well, when we met, he's a texter. (laughs) And he sent me texts often. And I didn't, you know, for me, it was like, okay, that was nice. He sent me a really sweet text. Do I have to answer? I didn't really feel the importance that I had to answer there and then. Or sometimes I didn't even really answer because I just thought he was sending me a nice text. And he told me it hurt his feelings, basically, that um, it actually almost stopped him from seeing me again, because he said I was a lousy texter, <laughs> in kind words, he basically said, you know, I, if I send you something, I want you to respond, and and that day, not a day later, and I said, wow, okay, I can pick up on be better with my texting, uh, this is important to you, I want you to be happy, I will definitely step up my interaction, but I really Explain to him, I need you to call me and talk to me when it's something more um, important or deeper than just a "Hey, how are you?" So um, we were able to have that communication about our communication, which enabled us to move forward in our relationship. And had he not had he not spoken up and told me how important it was for me to text back, he might have moved on and we would have been done. So I was glad that he he stood up and shared how he felt. So are you a texter now? I've gotten much better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, I think uh,
0: women and men have different communication and texting styles, for sure, because sometimes I text a bunch of stuff to my husband and I'm like, wait, did you get that message? You didn't reply. He goes, well, there wasn't a question. So I didn't have an answer. So I didn't reply with anything. So I was like, oh, okay. So now if I want him to reply, I would say, okay, we're leaving at so-and-so time. Is that okay? So then I ask a question. So he would then say, yes, that's fine. So I know he got the message, but yeah, that's a good point because do people who don't communicate effectively via text, that can be a huge problem, right? I mean, this is just another thing added on that we need to communicate better. But but yeah, Yeah. I'm a texter, Lisa. I can text all day long, tons of (laughs) stories, send you memes, send you stuff and just keep the conversation going like, oh, I thought Mm -hmm. of you or that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm a texter. I love I, when someone calls me, I'm like, "Is something wrong? Like, why are you calling me? Like, this this could be handled through text or email, right? Like,
1: yeah." So I get it. I get it. So right there, I adore you, May. I adore you, but I would be crazy. I'd be like, "Why are you texting me all the time?" And you'd get frustrated I wasn't te- texting you back. Yeah. So that would be a real big miscommunication gap. Uh, so it's I'm really happy to have learned this about you, and and knowing that. Um, I would make more of an effort to text to you because I realize this is important to you. Yeah. (laughs) Because
0: you like it. it. That was the thing. You just called me before this uh, podcast and I was like, oh, she could have just texted me that, but you called me. So I could tell you're a caller. Right. So Mm. you're more comfortable with that. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think my husband has gotten better with texting as well because I text a lot and, what I do is I actually text a photo a lot of something and he's like, Oh, I knew you were going to send me a photo. So now he knows like, Oh, you're going to send me a photo of the dog or you're gonna send me a photo of your food or all that. <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. How do you, how do you um advise your clients to get on the same page about communication? Like, how do you bring that on the forefront for them?
1: I asked them to ask that question. How do you like to communicate? So upfront, you could know moving forward, does this person prefer text? Do they prefer a phone call? Anything. Clear it up so you don't have that problem.
0: Right, That's true, that's true. Okay, so Speaking in Thumbs, you think that's a good book for someone to uh, check out. Uh, let's talk about the five love languages. Like you mentioned a couple of things earlier in the introduction that there, there's a couple pieces with the five love languages that are very, very important.
1: Can you expand a little bit on that? Absolutely. Um, the reason I think it's so important is because I really do truly believe that uh, when you can identify how you receive love and what lights you up and what makes you feel seen and heard and valued and and just uh, whatever that love language is, and it, it, this book gives you a way to identify what it is and then share that information with somebody. So it's broken down into the five love languages, which is very general and but um, overall, it it pretty much works. And so the there, uh, you can receive love in by receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, or physical touch that is you give love in those ways as well. It's different than receiving love. So I might love to give gifts to my husband, but I love receiving his words of affirmation and physical touch. And so when, and I also explain physical touches, the easy way to s- explain that one is like, it's really everything outside of the bedroom. It's the moments that you're just together and you're, you, do you do those little caresses? Do you, you know, get the hugs when you're sitting on a couch together? Are you cuddled up together? Are you our part what is it when you're out in public are you holding hands does he have his arm around you some people love that and others rather have more distance so i i personally love the physical touch and the words of affirmation tell me all day (laughs) how much you love me and i i can't you know what you appreciate about me, what how I make you feel. That just fills me up. So if he weren't going to give me those things, I'd feel sad. And so it really is a core a need of mine to to have those, uh, receive love in those ways, to make me feel loved and cherished and adored and happy. And of course, I want to give him back how he feels and receives in the best way so he feels the same it it, it's it's a really give and take and it should be an equal balance of what you're sharing with each other and how you're giving and receiving Uh, but that helps you bond and and appreciate and grow and and build a strong relationship
0: so is your love language the same as his like what are your what's the
1: first one for you and second one for you Uh, mine, the words of affirmation and physical touch actually are the same for my husband. So that, and in that way, it makes it really easy because I know how I appreciate receiving love. So giving it in that way is really easy to do back. But maybe if, um, like I said, gifts were his thing, sometimes uh, if if he, and it doesn't have to be an expensive gift, it could be, you know, I made him chocolate chip cookies and and um, or I bought him his favorite book and, and or, or from an author he loves. If that was his way of receiving it, then I would want to do that for him. But we have the same love languages. Did you take the test online,
0: the test yeah. that? Gary Chapman is that the author's name has online. Okay. Yeah. And I
1: have my clients do that. So, um, every time I have a consultation with somebody, I go over the five love languages with them and I send them that link and I ask them to share with me what the results are. And I explain to them how important it is to have this conversation. And and even it's a great first date conversation. Uh, not so much in the way of discovering what the love language is of this person you're with i mean that's obviously what you want to know for your partner uh but when you ask somebody have you heard of five blood languages you know i just read this book or heard about this thing what do you think uh their reaction to that question is tells you volumes yeah, yeah. On, on how they react to something that might be a little bit uncomfortable or different than a question that they've heard before. So I love the reaction that will tell you so much about the personality. Because if they're like, what, what the hell? This is what kind of crap are you reading? (laughs) What is this stuff? And you know, if it makes them uncomfortable? Well, what other kind of things will they shut down on and feel uncomfortable with if they're if they close down and they, they make you feel bad about Yourself and what you might be doing or how you feel. Yeah. So I think that's a, so telling. Is if when they if they're if they're shutting it down, making you feel bad, or maybe they just are sort of like, "Hey, you know, hey, I'm a dude. This is this sounds girl stuff. I don't know this stuff, but go ahead, tell me what it is. I'm game. You're more open minded, right? Right. Or yeah. maybe they know, yeah. and then you can have that conversation. So I think the answer and how they respond to the question is more important. Uh, to learn about somebody.
0: Good point. Good point. Would you say half of your clients already know about the five love languages? Or
1: would you say that majority of them don't or haven't heard about the book? I'd say more and more so when I interview with people do a consultation, uh, a lot of people know it, but or they've heard of it. Right. Uh, Most it's, it's probably i don't know maybe about a quarter who really know it and they could tell me oh this is why it what how i receive love and this is uh and they explain it to me about another quarter know it and think they might understand it and and then but most of them we go through it and and, and, uh, when I have them take the quiz, what I ask them to do is to really put aside time that they are being thoughtful with the questions and don't be really, truly honest with yourself when you're answering the questions. Don't project what you wish you were want to be, but like, like, hell no, I know this is true. And when you answer the questions that way, the results will be accurate.
0: I mean, there's really no right or wrong, right, with that. It's just really to learn about yourself and learn about how you receive love and give love. And I was the
1: gift one. What's that one? Um, Yes, and you like to, you feel loved when somebody gives you a gift?
0: Yes, because I also give gifts to a lot of people. Like, that's how I express love, is I buy stuff for people or I, you know, someone might like this author and I will buy them the book. Or, oh, these earrings are cute. I like <laughs> it. So I'm going to buy a set for my friends or a beanie or something like that's totally my love language. And I could tell you in the 15 years that I've been with my husband, he brought home uh, a boba drink for me. I'm like it's like a $4 drink from a boba shop in Culver <laughs> City. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best gift ever. And of course he's bought me tons of gifts over the years, but that one was like a surprise. It was just Mm -hmm. unexpected. And I really thought, wow, that is such a nice gift. Like that was thoughtful. Like that's how I thought he loved me, right? Like that was his way of expressing just a boba tea for me. But because giving or receiving gifts is my love language, I really felt loved. And that seriously, I still remember that. I mean, of all the gifts he's given me, you know, even an engagement ring, I find that boba was such a special gift. (laughs) Boba engagement ring. (laughs) So yeah, but um.
1: (laughs) But that's it. That's exactly it. It meant he gave you a gift, and it just meant so much to you. It lit you up. So, he hopefully. As you said, he keeps doing this over the years. But um, in a relationship, when that happens, and you gave somebody a gift and they responded in such a positive way, and you could see it lit them up, then you would know, oh wow, this is this is good. Yeah, the, yeah. I should keep doing these kind of things because I want my partner to be happy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So let's
0: touch on the other book that you mentioned, uh, Attached. Yes, I've here, got that. Um, by Amir Levine. Uh, tell me what your thoughts are on this book and how it's helped you matching clients and helping people find
1: love. Well, what I love about this book book is, it is based on a lot of research. So I am a really, um, I'm heart driven, I have a, a, a lot of uh, intuition. However, I also like data. <laughs> and uh, this book by Dr. Amir Levine, and it's Rachel Heller, uh, they together wrote this book, and he wrote it after he was in a long term relationship. And Uh, that relationship ended and it broke his heart and he spent 10 years doing research on why relationships work or they fizzle and then he wrote this book attached so what it's based on is uh actually a psychology experiment that was done in uh, uh i'm not sure if it was in the 70s i'd have to go back but i actually learned about it in college during a psychology Um, course I was taking, so I had already heard about this study and what it is. It measured what, how does the person receive, let's see, what's the best way to describe this? It's your way of, you know, are you a secure attachment style, um, an anxious or an avoidant? And this was measured through this experiment where they had a one-way mirror um, where they were, were observing a young gal in a room with a lot of toys and a mom and a child would enter that room and the mother would engage with this young gal and their child and get the child playing and then while that child was engaged the mother would sneak out of the room and every child reacted the same every child panicked they all ran to the door mommy mommy came in dried off the tears and then what happened next is what was what they were studying. Did that child re-engage with playing? So a a secure child could go back and re-engage and start playing. And maybe they might look over their shoulder a little bit more to make sure their mom's there, but um, they could re-engage. So that was a secure attachment style. And then uh, the child who was anxious would cling onto their mother, like hold onto their leg, you know, hold onto their hand, would not let go, maybe would would re-engage and play, but they just were um, really anxious. Don't leave me again, mommy. (laughs) Um, And then the um, avoidant was like, they didn't even wanna re-engage. They're just like, you know, I'm out. (laughs) Why did you do to this me? You know, I don't want you to hurt me again. And so that they have this study, and I'm really generalizing the study as well, but what it does is this is developed when you're young, how you, how you react to life and your skills on coping and interaction and avoiding an anxious or secure are how people treated you. And so this book, will identify your attachment style. It, and it gives study after study uh, about couples and things that happen to them in normal everyday life and then you, as a, a reader, get to decide. Okay, based on this story, so Johnny went. Johnny and Susie went to the ball game, and Johnny said hi to Mary, and Susie did this, and Johnny said that, and and they have these interactions. And you could be like, Oh yeah, I've seen this before. Oh, this happened to me, or Oh, this happens to my friend, or Oh, I get it. You, these are daily interactions that we have as couples together, uh, with others, and how we handle them. So this will give you like, based on this, this interaction, what do you think is this, what attachment style is Johnny and which attachment style is Susie? And then it will say, okay, now that you guessed right, or this is the answer, this is what could have been done. Had they understood that this one wasn't an anxious and this one was an avoidant, this is the conversation you can have together. So it doesn't break up the couple. So it gives you tools on identifying how you are in a relationship, how your partner is in a relationship and how to deal with that person on a day-to-day basis. So it's, I just love it. (laughs) So
0: it could be like a handbook in having an effective, loving relationship, right? It's almost like this is kind of a guidebook for everybody that they can actually learn something from it and help in their own lives. So you're saying that this book, you've been reading this, you've read it many, many years ago, and it still applies as true
1: as it is today. Absolutely. And the great thing about it is it somebody will all of a sudden be like, oh, my gosh. There's nothing wrong with me. There's some, this happens to other people. There's a a term for this. There's a, oh, I'm an anxious or I'm an avoidant and other people are like this too. Oh, thank God. They don't feel like I, what am I doing wrong? Why is this always happening to me? Why do I always get in my own way? There's, they understand that this happens all the time to lots of people, to everyone. And so it makes them feel not, it, it it allows them to understand. Oh, I have control over this. This is not. I'm not just a victim of how of life circumstances. There's okay. something to do about it.
0: <laughs> but but you read this how long ago? You said how long mm-hmm. ago did you read it? Um, I read this
1: twelve years ago. Okay.
0: Have um, your attachment different. style changed from twelve years ago? Reading about this book now, and has it changed to a different style? Like, is there? Do you try to elevate your styles and become a certain style? Is that the goal?
1: Okay, so what a secure attachment style and over 50% of the people are secure. A secure attachment style uh, is, a, is something you would want to strive to be. That means that you feel secure about who you are and how your partner feels about you. So that is a the healthy, place to be. But reality is that we are predisposition from the way we were our environment and our, you know, how we were raised and, and even in our DNA how we uh, were formed, we are (laughs) predisposed to certain if we're anxious or avoidant. Now you can become more secure by understanding how your what your attachment style is so if you are not in a secure normally in that disposition okay so i'm an anxious person so this is what i need from my partner i need if we go back to the texting when i send a text to my partner i need my partner to answer and to respond and to acknowledge me and i know that they're thinking about me or i or maybe i need my partner to give me a text on their own saying they're thinking about me and uh understand, and that might make you now secure that anxious, like, oh, I feel good now. I'm not feeling anxious anymore. I got that little, what I needed. And it could be very simple, just a simple little text. I'm thinking about you. I love you, honey. Oh, good. I feel secure. So you want to help your partner feel secure. You want to understand, oh, I'm needing this to feel secure. So explain to your partner what you need to feel secure. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. So are you saying that if we're, if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I'm constantly looking at my phone to see if he texted or called me, then I am now anxious. But if he doesn't play games and we both like each other and we're not even looking at our phones to see when that person calls, then we automatically have a secure attachment style, right? So it kind of depends on what stage you're in while you're
1: dating too, or no? Yeah, so I think that, you know, even a secure person can become anxious if your partner is making you feel that way. OK, uh, I think it's a very toxic relationship. when. So if there is somebody who is a naturally secure person, they feel good about themselves. They know what they're bringing to the relationship. But now their partner is trying to make them always feel jealous, like Uh, so say, uh, we're talking about a secure gentleman and he's got a girlfriend and that girlfriend is like, oh, this guy was flirting with me today. And, oh, I did this today. And like trying to make that her boyfriend feel jealous. That's like, like why, why would you do that? But, um, you could now start making your secure boyfriend start feeling anxious, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's not a, a healthy way to have a relationship. So when somebody's doing that, I would be like, why does this person feel the need to be getting all this attention elsewhere? What's going on with this relationship? What's going on with her that she's needing this? And and in this situation, she needs to have a deep look at herself and why is she doing this and trying to make because that could just wreck this relationship.
0: So does the book kind of tell you, as the man in that relationship, how to communicate with the woman? In that sense, yes.
1: Yeah, so it it does give you tools to be able. Now you have to be able to sit down and communicate. That uh, boyfriend in this situation would have to say, "I am. You know, I need to talk to you about this. I don't. I love you. I i." whatever it is, I want to be in this relationship with you. Why are you feeling the need to always bring in these other uh, situations that make me feel anxious or jealous? Or why are you doing this? Right. Uh, because I don't like it. Right. And that person so, might think, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was doing that. Wow. I, I I'm, Thank you for sharing that. With me. I didn't realize I had this need to do this and I'm going to work on it. I mean, that's great. Yeah, it goes
0: back to communication, right? It's so important in all of our relationships uh friendships platonic or romantic relationships so i always feel like you can't
1: communicate this book will will share with you how to have those conversations but you have to be with somebody who's willing to hear them uh if you're if it's a one-sided conversation it's really not going to go anywhere. So I think it's important that both people read the book and understand what their attachment style is and understand how, knowing their partner's attachment style, how to communicate together successfully so that you're not um, having arguments or misunderstandings or or worse, no communication.
0: (laughs) I mean, I just feel like dating, there's not really a course we take in college or in high school, that this is dating 101, or this is dating upperclassmen, you know, it's, it's really something that if you want a loving relationship, and you want to excel in dating or find someone great, and be a great partner, you really have to do the work, you really have to either attend seminars or read up online and practice or go online dating and date people or read books about it i mean i think that's kind of how i fell into this career and this industry is i love reading about all this stuff you know the books the quizzes the you know interviewing other matchmakers such as yourself to learn more like there's always stuff to learn about dating even when you are married and you are in a good relationship, there are now books on how to be a good wife, how to be a good husband. I feel like the learning never stops. I mean, if you want to excel in a relationship, there are so many books to read.
1: Oh yeah, that book. I have
0: that one too. Yes. With Terry Orbach. Yeah.
1: love Uh, Terry. I love Terry.
0: Tell me me a little bit about that. She has a, a few books, but yes, I have that one as well. And I've read that. So what are, what are some uh, lessons you've learned in that book? Um,
1: so, well, I will tell you what I love about Terry. Terry uh, also is science-based and I, I love relationships and the science behind them. Like why do things work and how can you improve them and, and, uh, just the understanding of What makes a relationship and communication and so Terry um, breaks that down quite well and understanding where you are, are you in a healthy place to even date. And you know understanding, am I ready, have I moved on from a breakup, am I in a place where I love myself and know that what i'm bringing so she she has books that are pre dating just to even understand. Am I ready for dating? And it's all based on I don't know ten thousand couples that she's followed over ten years or more. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. Right. A lot. Um, uh, yeah.
0: I think it was. I think it's like twenty something years, and yeah, almost a thousand couples that they followed. I mean, that's amazing. That's like the largest study in all of that realm. I mean, that's yeah. Right. yes 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 yeah
1: so so her books are all about in in what stage are you are you pre-dating stage are you dating are you in relationship so um they are they go into how you can identify where you are what you need to know about where you are and how can you move forward in a successful manner with your partner so that that's a great those are great tools when they're giving you um understanding of where yourself and your partner and how to be together or understand maybe this isn't the right relationship to be in and it's healthy to uncouple (laughs) right right
0: no i i agree i mean it's i think men and women should read these books and even if you get one good little morsel to elevate your relationship with somebody or help you understand yourself and why you do some of the things you do, you know, these are, it's so great. I mean, that's what makes our industry so exciting and fun. And cause we're always learning. So yeah, I love it. I love all this stuff. I have tons of books that I need to get to. Um, but yeah, so Lisa, tell me a little bit about you and what you do and what your specialty
1: is. Okay, what what do I do? <laughs> I am a matchmaker. I am based in uh, Santa Barbara. So the majority of the people I work with and help find loving relationships are in the Santa Barbara Central and Southern California area. And um, I am equally working with men and women. So I represent both. And it's been, the age ranges have changed, uh, but over the last couple of years, it's really been about a third, a third, a third, a third being in the age range where they're wanting to get married and start families about a third who are who've already done that and um, now they're divorced and they're still young enough to have more kids if they want to and then a third are at that uh, retirement stage and they're traveling the world and together and uh, doing things as a um, couples with older or kids out of the house so it's really um, it, but Everybody I work with is about having a committed monogamous relationship. Uh, They are uh, very typically successful and they know what they want and they're used to hiring a professional to help them achieve the results they want. They don't want to waste their time. These are, I love my clients, everybody come to me, I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? I got another jam. Like, which one do I line up? and? set you up with first it's so exciting because i love my clients and if i don't i'm not representing you (laughs) if you're not realistic and you have you know crazy ideas of what you want and i i'm not gonna take on somebody i can't match so i but my clients they meet people they're just not meeting the right people and they just know it's absolutely important for them to share their life and and build something wonderful
0: yeah i love it i love it Well, Lisa, I will put all of your information uh, in the show notes, and thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I represent a different niche. I represent helping Asian women and men who want to date them. So if you're a nice Asian woman out there, I would love for you to be in my database, and it's free to register with me. And you can go to twoasianmatchmakers.com, and please like or subscribe. To this video. If you have any questions you can always email me at may at asianmatchmakers.com Well Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. You look lovely and anyone who wants to work with Lisa please contact her. She is a dear dear friend and an amazing matchmaker so you can't go wrong with finding Lisa. Um, Thank you, Lisa. I will talk to you later. Bye. With your time. So <laughs> okay. Bye. bye.